everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I am your host, Nikki, and I am a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. And today I wanted to give you some tips if you can't seem to stick to your diet. And now, before I kind of jump into those eight tips, I actually want to talk about that word diet because diet means different things to different people. And so when I speak about the word diet, I'm talking about all the foods I eat, just general foods that I eat. I don't follow a prescribed diet. I'm not, you know, paleo or keto or anything like that. I'm just eating in moderation foods I like and that make me feel good. For other people, diet means they're following a certain prescribed way of eating. They are eating certain things or they're not eating other things. And that just is going to vary from person to person. Now, the eight things I'm going to go over with you are questions in a way, and I'm going to give you some feedback for each one, but I want you to take time to think about your answers to those questions. So I often get people coming to me saying, you know what, Nikki, I can't stick to my calories. I can't stick to my macros on this diet that I'm following. And I'm just feeling so unsuccessful. And one of my first questions is, well, are your calories or are your macros realistic? Because if you set your calories, for example, at 12 or 1300, and every day you're going over and you're getting 1500 or 1600, and you're just struggling, you can't get below 1500. Well, then my question to you would be, are your calories or macros? Are they actually realistic? Is that something you can actually stick with? Are you going to be satisfied enough that you are going to be able to keep at it and stick with those for a couple of weeks? Because I think what a lot of us do is we want results and we want them yesterday. We want them so fast. And so instead of going into, you know, a moderate calorie deficit, we go big and we're like, you know what, if I can cut out 500 to a thousand calories a day, I am going to get results even faster. And yes, theoretically, that is true. But also, well, most of us can't quite stick to those extremes. So if you find yourself in that position where, you know what, these macros just aren't working for me, no matter how much I plan ahead, no matter if I meal prep or meal plan or enter everything into my fitness pal the day before, I just can't stick to them because I am so hungry and so tired and so miserable. Well, in that case, I'd say, you know what? Maybe you need to increase your calories or change your macros so it does feel more sustainable. All right, moving on to number two. Have you shared your goals publicly? Now, I know that's going to sound like kind of a weird one, but making your goals public for a lot of us holds us to a different level of accountability versus I wake up, I think, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, eat that and it's going to be great. And I don't tell anyone about it. And then lunchtime rolls around and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to eat what I brought and I don't think I'm going to go to the gym later. So yeah, it's fine. As opposed to if you wake up in the morning and you're like, Hey, you know what? You tell your coworker, you tell your best friend, your partner, your roommate, whoever it is today, I am going to go for a walk after work. You putting it out into the world, you saying it out loud, you typing it down and telling someone really does increase your chances. 
And so I know it's something simple, but it is also something free that you can do and try. And I would say, try it for a week. Get in touch with a friend or someone in your life who has similar health goals. Hey, you know what? I'm really trying to get my steps in this week. I'm really trying to be more active. Talk with that person, set goals for the week, and then keep each other accountable. It really does help. But my only advice to you is if you do pick a partner to help keep you accountable, make sure that they are as committed and motivated as you, because I can tell you from my own experience, if you pick the wrong partner and your motivation and willpower isn't quite there, well, as soon as they're like, oh, you know what, let's just take it easy today, you're going to be like, okay, cool. That's great. And then before you know it, both of you have encouraged each other to kind of just take it easy more often than not. So definitely just be mindful of who you choose if you are looking for an accountability partner. All right. Number three. Is your end goal really realistic? And also, is it motivating? Now, what I mean by that is we all have goals. And sometimes my goals have been very specific. Like, I want to look really good in this bikini because I'm going on a trip in four weeks. Okay, sure, that is a goal. But that's not necessarily a goal that's going to keep me going long term. And it's also not something that's, you know, healthful overall in terms of mind and body and nutrition. Sure, you want to work towards something and you've got a little end goal in mind. Great, it will motivate you temporarily. But what about long term and big picture? And I think another good point to make is because I think a lot of us have been there. But we think, you know what, if I just lost this weight, if I just looked like this, if I just, you know, reached this goal, so-and-so would like me, so-and-so would want to date me. And that I think is a really slippery slope because sure, it might motivate you for a while, but it doesn't actually put you in a really positive headspace to keep going long-term, to take care of yourself from a point of hey, you know what? I love myself. I love my body. I love what it's capable of. And so it deserves this. It deserves to be, you know, taken on a walk to get fresh air, to eat well. It deserves to honor its cravings. And I think this is where what you choose to motivate you is important because it isn't easy to do these things. Starting and continuing a fitness journey and making that into a lifestyle is hard. And it really does take consistent effort. And so this is why it's really important that when you do choose something to motivate you, it is something positive and it is something that is going to keep you going long-term. All right, number four, how many goals are you currently focusing on? And I ask this because I'm someone who can be and was notorious for, you know, setting five or six goals a week. And this might look like I'm going to drink this much water. I'm going to get this many steps. I'm going to do this many workouts. I'm going to get protein. I'm going to get vegetables. I'm going to sleep eight hours and I'm only going to, you know, watch TV twice a week. Well, that's a lot of goals. I don't think I could tell you the second one I just mentioned. And so how can you expect yourself to actually stick to all of those goals? 
This is why I really and truly recommend my clients and myself pick one or two goals, truly one or two goals. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You know, they should be elevator pitch goals that you could tell someone in literally 15, 20 seconds less and stick to those, nail them, get them done every day or however you set yourself up, but get them done. If you have so many goals, you can't quite remember them off the top of your head. It's too many. You're not setting yourself up for success. And like most of us, when you fail at one, you fail at two, and then you feel like a failure and then you give up. And then all of a sudden you've snowballed and you've accomplished what feels like nothing because we tend to give up when we don't feel like we're succeeding. So this is where take that time, ask yourself, how many goals do you currently have? And can you cut that back to one or two to really focus on those one or two each week? All right. Number five, when it comes to your diet, are you someone who has a mindset that it has to be all or nothing that you have to do it perfectly exactly as you've laid it out, you know, stick to your meal prep, your meal plan, exactly not go over a single calorie, hit your macros perfectly. And if you're not able to do those things, well then meh, forget it. I'll start again Monday because I think that's what a lot of us do. We think it has to be perfect. I have to get it just right. And if I don't, well then, then I failed. And so I should just wait and I should start again so I can do it perfectly. And then let me ask you, how well has that approach served you? I know when that was my mentality, well, sure, I would do great for three or four days. And then by Thursday, eh, I'm kind of holding on and then I mess up. And then I was like, ugh, whatever. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm just going to do whatever I want and I'll start again Monday. And so every week I was restarting, or if I hadn't restarted, it's because I was being super restrictive, not really enjoying it, missing out on certain things and just being really, really rigid with my plan. And that, that just isn't very realistic because, well, I think 2020 is a year to, to show us that life is really full of curveballs. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what's going to happen. And you can plan as much as you want, but sometimes things just aren't going to go as you plan. And that's okay. That's not a reflection on you. That doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you are a person on this earth who is just living their life like everyone else and dealing with what, you know, life throws at them. So if you do find yourself constantly starting over, I would ask yourself, huh, Is it because I think I constantly need to be perfect? Because darling, you are not perfect. I am not perfect. None of us are, but it's what you're striving for every day. If your goal is, you know, to feel healthy and confident in your skin, well, is having one meal not go very well the end of the world? No, it's not. Is missing a workout the end of the world? It really isn't, right? I mean, tomorrow's a new day tomorrow or your next meal is a new opportunity to try again. And that ability to persevere and to try again says way, way more about you than something not going your way. Just because it didn't turn out perfectly doesn't mean you're a failure. 
giving up completely and, you know, just restarting every time something doesn't go your way. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean you're a failure, but it means that maybe you need to work on your perseverance. Maybe you need to work on just giving yourself a break and being kind to yourself because being a little bit kind and compassionate to yourself will get you so much further. If you can, at the end of every day, lay in bed and go, I did my best today. I did everything I possibly could have. My workout was shorter. That's okay. I didn't get all my steps in. That's okay. I did what I could. I took the stairs where I could. I parked further away. I, you know, paced around while I brushed my teeth. Whatever it is, little things add up in a really big way. And if you can focus on all those little things you're doing that gets you closer to your goals, you are going to be far more likely to keep going and to persevere long-term. Moving on to number six, do you check in with yourself each week? And I think this is one that I know a lot of people don't do. And it's really only something that I've been doing the last couple of years because, well, I check in with my clients generally on the weekend or every Monday, and we kind of go over the goals from the previous week. How did those two goals or one go goal one go goal go. Holy smokes. Basically, how'd you do? <laughs> Did it go okay? Was it hard? Was it challenging? Did you succeed? Were you really struggling to succeed? These are questions that are important to ask. Because if I set two goals for myself, one is, for example, to get in a certain number of steps a day. And my second goal is to um, get in a certain amount of protein or just prioritize protein at every meal it's pretty easy to check in. Did I get those steps every day? If the answer is yes, great. Do I want to carry on that goal or do I want to increase it? Or was it challenging enough that it needs to stay exactly where it is? Those are good check-ins. And then for protein, for example, how did that go? Did I actually prioritize it? Was it super easy? Well, then now's the time to either modify your goal, make it easier, make it harder, but you need to actually do these check-ins in order to continue making progress and to assess if your goals are realistic. Are they getting you closer to your goal or do you need to reassess and modify them? And if you do, that's okay. But unless you actually pause and do that weekly check-in, you're not going to know. All right, number seven. Do you reflect on what isn't working and celebrate and acknowledge what makes you successful? So this is kind of a two-part question, but I do think it's important because I see my clients come to me and they'll do their check-in and they'll say, hey, this went well, and then all these things went really bad. Okay, well, let's first of all look at what went really well. Why did that go really well for you? Why did your, you know, weekend go really well and you didn't binge eat or you didn't, you know, eat until you were uncomfortable? Why did that go well? Why were you able to stick to those goals? Just as important as it is to acknowledge why something isn't working, it's also super important to acknowledge why something does work. And this is why when my clients are having, you know, really great weeks or things are going as they plan and they're feeling successful, that's when I stop and go, this is amazing. Let's celebrate this. And why is this working so well? Because it's really easy for things to just go really well. And you're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Everything's great. 
And then, you know, things don't go great, which is, which is life. But if you've paused in those moments when things were going well, and you stop to recognize what helps and what makes you successful, it is a heck of a lot easier to then know in the future what you need to do to be successful. It might be something really simple like, hey, you know what? I meal prepped all my vegetables. That's what helped me. That's what prevented me from snacking. That's what prevented me from binging. Or, you know what? I was really well hydrated. I didn't wait too long in between meals. Whatever it is. But if you can pause and stop and think about what helps you to be successful, you are going to be able to recreate that and get back to that feeling of success a lot faster in the future. And the same goes for thinking about why things aren't working. It's, (laughs) I see this all the time. And now that I'm in a place where I understand this, it annoys me, but I I really do get it. And I empathize because I was that person where I'm like, nothing works. Everything's a disaster. I can't do anything right. And that's kind of the mentality we get with. And we just think about everything's not working. It's me. It's just the end of the world. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's not be so dramatic. I'm talking to, to past Nikki. Don't be so dramatic and think about why isn't it working? Why isn't it possible for you to achieve the goal that you're working on? Is it not realistic? Are you not setting enough you know, time aside? Are you prioritizing other things? Are you sitting in front of your TV and watching two hours of Netflix every night and being like, I don't have time for a walk? Well, then I call bullshit, right? You do have time. It's just not important enough to you. And so when it does come to, you know, this isn't working, why isn't it working? Is your goal realistic? Are you prioritizing it? Maybe that goal is just not important enough and that's okay, but you need to acknowledge that instead of just saying it's not working. Why isn't it working? All right. And last but not least, number eight, do you set non-scale goals for yourself? I think a lot of us, myself included, tend to set goals where you think I'm going to lose, you know, five, eight, 15, 20 pounds. I'm going to fit into those skinny jeans. I'm going to look great in that bikini. And yeah, those, those are definitely goals, but they're also goals that, well, might not actually turn out how we planned. And so in order to feel successful and to feel successful enough to keep moving forward, it is really important, I think, to set goals that you can actually hit and know you've achieved them. And this is where I would say set goals that, you know what, they are physical or they are nutrition related. Like every day I had, you know, three servings of greens. It's simple. Did you get it? Did you not get it? Right. Every day I have, you know, increased my run time. So now I can run 10 minutes without stopping. That's a great goal. I'm working on, you know, getting my first push up or my first pull up. These are goals that you can work on that have nothing to do with weight, nothing to do with size. And while you might not entirely believe me right now, you're going to feel successful about them. And there's really something to be said about feeling successful. 
And so why wouldn't you want that for yourself? Why wouldn't you want to feel accomplished and like you're making progress? So take that time, figure out some other goals. I'm not talking about, you know, as a weekly goal necessarily, but think, hey, by the end of the month, I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to walk up, you know, those flights of stairs without feeling winded. I want to be able to, you know, run a little bit longer or jog a little bit further distance. I want to be able to, you know, maybe cook something. There's so many goals that don't have to do with your size and your weight. And those are really important goals to have in your life as well. All right, fam, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. If you do have questions, don't forget to get in touch. And I've been getting questions about some podcast topics that are already in fact podcast. So if you are curious about things like intermittent fasting, how to deal with cravings, you know, things like weight loss, how to deal with that, bloating, curious about me gaining weight, those are currently podcast episodes. So please, you know, scroll down and give them a listen. And if there is something you are really curious about or wanting to hear, get in touch with me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at justget.fit. I would love to hear from you. And if you are interested in one-on-one nutrition coaching, you can email me at Nikki at justget.fit. That's Nikki, N-I-K-K-I at justget.fit. And last but not least, if you are interested in becoming a Just Get Fit member, that means doing live workouts with me, accessing, you know, over 95 recorded workouts, you know, seeing my three workout programs, accessing 250 recipes and all that good stuff, like my macro calculation guide, you can learn more about that by going to www.justget.fit forward slash stronger. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe.